Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. There have been two commercial products that have shaped the course of human development more than any other in U.S. history. The first is the Mustang GT, invented by the Ford Motor Company in 1968. The muscle car was named for the Mustang, the free-roaming horse of the American countryside, and GT, which stands for Great Time, which is what you have when you're driving it. Similarly, dogs were invented by Thomas Alva Edison in a small laboratory in Menlo Park. Edison at the time needed an entity that would help to transport the light bulbs used in his famous light bulb experiments, and the canine helpers performed admirably. He decided to place a patent on both the light bulbs and the dogs. The light bulbs sold like hotcakes, but the dogs sold like regular cakes, which are far more palatable and go better with ice cream. Together, the Mustang GT and the dog have been the most significant material possessions for the average American. John Wick is the story about what happens when you forcibly separate a man from his Mustang GT and his dog. The second most important is the Bad Dragon Dildo. <laughs> <laughs> first place to go with that okay so uh i was i contemplating cutting you off about four times thank you for not doing just that. yelling backtracking <laughs> anyway uh so john wick is actually one of my favorite film trilogies I, I think a lot of trilogies sort of get burnt out by the third installment but i really like the third installment here I mean, last week was a big week of threes for you, so I'm happy the trend continues. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm biased because it has three in the title. So, so How does, would you would you suggest that John Wick is more ninja or more amigo? <laughs> he's he's both in my heart. <laughs> is the Continental like a Mega Mountain? If you think about it, uh, no, Jim Varney wouldn't be allowed in the Continental under any grounds. <laughs> Guys, I can't figure it out, but I just couldn't do anything but listen to Three Doors Down this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, before we get into the movie itself, uh, Parker, do you have any news? Let's talk about Robert Pattinson as Batman, folks. Okay. Yes. Like... That's good, right? Like, am I alone? <laughs> no, no, you're I, not alone at all. I'm very okay. much into it. I, I've been offline a good, lot. It's good, but also, I am terrified. Why were you terrified? Is he... What's what's the matter here? You know how long it's been since we had a good Batman movie? That's a good point. Unfortunately, did you guys uh, check out what the plot is allegedly going to be? It's going to be about sure. Catwoman and the Penguin. I feel like we've already been here. I think Batman Returns is a fine enough movie. I don't know, I don't know that we need to go down that same path again. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You want to know who's probably going to play the Penguin? Danny DeVito again? (laughs) Josh Gad. What the? A man who will not stop being in movies. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I wish I were capable of failing upwards like that. I 
Apparently there's going to be like four other villains too, so I don't know what the fuck is going no, on. You know, yeah, the more I read, the worse it sounds. Oh, let's, I, maybe we should I, just I, leave this one alone and hope it kind of works itself out. I'm not going to read any more news because like, I'm going to see it. I know what I am. Oh yeah, me too, probably. <laughs> not gonna Speaking like, oh, you know, we'll wait for the trailer. No, I'll be there. Yeah. Look at me. Speaking of comic book plots, I'd like to read something to you guys that was exposed to me earlier today. Okay, go ahead. That, uh... I, oh, this isn't exactly new. I feel like it is newsworthy. So just just stop me when, uh, when you feel it's necessary. When mutant and human relationships worsen, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants leader Mystique disguise, decides that it has become too dangerous so they continue their current path. Uh-huh. She offers the group services to Valerie Cooper, a United States National Security Advisor, in exchange for full pardons. You still yeah. with me? Yep. I got you. Cooper sees a great opportunity in Mystique's offer, but wants the team to prove their loyalty first by arresting the original group's founder, Magneto. The team accepts and is renamed Freedom Force, okay, with the Sorcerer Spiral added right. to the team. We Uh-oh. good? We still no. good? Uh-oh. When you said Freedom They attack Magneto at a remembrance ceremony for the Holocaust. Oh, oh you oh. hate to see oh. it. Josh is first in line. back to the Holocaust. <laughs> 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 when those words came across my screen earlier today, I just had to share. <laughs> Freedom Force. <laughs> Freedom Force kidnapping someone. Holocaust. <laughs> Fucking love comic books. They're so shitty. Josh is going to be laughing and saying, hey, I'm right here at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I stand with Magneto, but also, I also stand with Palestine. <laughs> oh my yeah. So, um... Shall we get into our jerks of the week? Uh, mine is a bit of a panic. I've been very, very busy this week. So I'm going to break the emergency glass and go with a safe pick. My, uh, my jerk of the week is President Donald Trump. Orange man Got bad. Him. Parker, <laughs> who is your jerk of the week? It'll come up later. Oh, good. <laughs> Alex, your jerk of the week. Much in the same vein as you, Chris. My jerk of the week is the Krasensteins for quitting Twitter for five hours to raise awareness about gun control. With the reveal that it was supposed to be for 24 hours and they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't stop it's posting. so cool. They are my favorite. How else are they supposed to respond to, to, to Trump? Sorry, Trump. Thank you. All right. If it's if not for them, then people would just assume that all Trump tweets were true. Okay, hey guys, we're back online. Uh, don't worry about us. Worry about guns. I They're so I know cool. you guys are concerned. I know that people are losing their minds over the keep those hearts coming, fam. <laughs> Whenever you guys are ready to start our brainstorm sesh for our third Krasenstein brother Twitter account, you guys let me know. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I'm going to say boom. Right, Joel Krasenstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to like it. Oh, boy. This is going to be great. Okay. Uh, my uh, my actual jerk of the week will come okay. up later, but the Krasensteins also always say Okay. Thing. That's actually fair. <coughs> okay. So uh, let's get into what we watched recently. Uh, for me, that's it's not much. <coughs> Sorry. Um... I, I watched the other two John Wick movies today just to sort of uh, refresh myself before the movie. And I think it was worth it because those two movies are good. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't much. I actually we can do that now if you want because I think all three of us have. Okay, then before I get into, it, I'll just <laughs> put, give it out like a really quick one. Um, I started watching an anime, uh, 
which is not not something oh. I usually do. But you're so close. Uh, it's called. <laughs> I've never done this before. Yeah, uh. This is kind of weird for me, but uh, it's called. Haven't you heard? I'm Sakamoto, and it's about basically a Japanese Chad, and he's the. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I guess they just call him Sakamoto over in Japan because that is exactly what he is. He's the Chad. <laughs> just call him Sakamoto. Yeah, that's 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 uh, Japanese for Chad. He is the Chadliest Chad who ever chatted, and boy, I... so he can drink beer in hell, right? I guess. Yeah, actually, it's it's kind of a really really funny show. It's worth watching. Uh, I'll give it that. All right, I guess we could talk about uh, John Wick's one and two. Because that's really all I have other than that. I enjoy that all three of these take place in like a week. In the first yeah. movie, he gets taken out with baseball bats. And in the third movie, he gets hit by two cars in a row. Oof. It just runs off. <laughs> He's having a really, really <laughs> rough day. It is. It's just, you hate to see it. You absolutely hate to see it. Let me, let me just say, <laughs> The new dog all... is better. I'm sorry it had to happen, but... <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Friendship canceled with old dog. <laughs> I like. I do have to say though, the the casting of Alfie Allen as the the shithead rich guy, rich criminal guy's kid in the first movie oh, is so absolutely good. spot on because he is such a sniveling prick. Oh yeah, like, it is. It, that, it just oozes it. It's so good. Yeah. And that movie's great because you see him talk to Willem Dafoe and you go, "Oh, he's so fucked. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die so horribly." Speaking of, Willem Dafoe is a whole lot of fun in that movie. That's one of my favorite Willem Dafoe movies, actually. I'm going to be real. I totally forgot he was in it. I'd I'd say uh, give it a refresh. uh... No, no, I mean, like, until I watched it. Like, I totally... I'm like, what the fuck? Willem Dafoe's in this? It had been a while. And, like, by the time I got to John Wick 1, it was, like, roughly right before John Wick 2 came out. And it was so overhyped for me that I think it took something away from the first experience of watching that. That can movie. do it, yeah. But but having watched it twice since, like, that's fucking a bad movie. It's amazing. a very, very so good it, it gets better every time I yeah, see exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of forgettable performances, we look at John Wick Chapter 2. A Ruby Rose is in this? Uh, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Just as much as she was in The Meg and... Oh, wow. She does not leave much of uh, an impact on the screen. But it's still a pretty decent movie. I think... I try not to order these movies because they're all just good in their own way. But 2 is kind of one of the weaker ones for me because the story was just... I just didn't really care enough about it to follow it. Like, uh, I was watching on the screen. I was I was checking Twitter and stuff. And I just was like, yeah, yeah, the action... Okay, here's the mirror scene. I'm going to pay attention now. And it, it, it does yeah, look good thing, for what that's worth. The thing with 2 is, like probably weaker movie overall but like some of the best set pieces in the series mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah that movie like, is gorgeous if i had to pick my favorite action scene in any of these three movies it's definitely the uh the shootout at the train station with the silencers in common oh it's so good because like every time that comes on it's like all right i'm locked in i'm not going anywhere i'm going to sit here and watch this through two takes the... a while to get going <laughs> yeah it gets going I happen to, and you know what? To back I up. love me some stupid world building. More oh, than I anything. really like the world building in this series. Like you're watching John Wick one, and you're, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, it's just going to be one of those movies where there's just a whole lot of stunts and a lot of choreography, and they're showing each other, and I can see all the hard work he put into it and stuff." But 
every single moment in the Continental Hotel, you're thinking to yourself, well, this is interesting. I want to know more. Like, they're they're kind of, like, giving you a little of a hint of what it can be. And I think John Wick 3 is where it, really where it's fully realized, and you kind of realize just how cool it is. And I, I happen to really like uh, the story a lot in John Wick 3. And I like the story in, in pretty much all of them, uh, just because it's... I mean, compare it with something like Atomic Blonde or something, where the story was barely there. Or that new movie that's coming out by... The story was barely there until it was oppressively there for Oh, yeah. It yes. was not... It, it's yeah. like, alright, here's 18 twists... Oh, okay. Yeah, I Oh, we'll I we'll get we'll get to things that just took the last eighth or so and just chopped it full of plot that made no sense. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh anyway, I happen to like a whole lot of uh, John Wick 3 and it's not just the action, but the storyline for the most part is it's pretty good. It it has me hooked, it has me interested and I cared about the people in the movie besides Ruby Rose. Cuz like it's... when you have three movies in an action franchise, you can go a lot of ways. One way is to go Okay, so secret society of assassins plus their secret rulers on a high table. It's like, okay, in. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's get in there. It's such simple storytelling, and that's what makes it so effective. Just, like, there's only two rules at the Continental. Like, okay. Broke but, cool. but yeah, it's yeah. very, very yeah, simple. broke him, and now yeah. literally everyone in New York is a secret assassin, including the homeless <laughs> well, people. But, yeah, he broke it, so fuck well, him. We'll get yeah. to New York in a bit. But. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, but before we before we move on from the first two mm-hmm. movies, I would like to take this time to bring up my actual jerk. Of okay, the week. let's hear it. You guys, my jerk of the week is John Wick. All right, <laughs> because at the, at the end of the first movie, as you guys will remember, he goes into that uh, that veterinary hospital to fix himself up, and what does he find? He finds a pit bull on the the put down list. <laughs> And he frees that child killer from prison. Does anyone in movies hate babies more than John Wick? That pit bull is the baby Baba Yaga. (laughs) Murdering infants. (laughs) I love, God, speaking of that, just the silly subtitles in all these movies make me so happy. We're like that, Baba Yaga will be in giant red letters. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I that's t- I'm totally in. It reminds well, me of Crank this in a way. Like a classic movie. Yeah, I, I think that's actually my least favorite thing about these movies. Really? But it's okay. It was a choice. They went for it. It's fine. I'm not I, pre- mad about I don't it. like it per se, but I appreciate that it's really stupid and they've leaned into it three times. In I, I, I kind of like it. It's like, stylized, but to me, it wasn't like overbearing. With like, look how cool we're trying to be. It never really got like that to me. I, if you feel differently, I can respect that, but. They should yeah. play guitar riffing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they chilled out a little bit in the second and third movies, but in the first movie, it's yeah, the a first little one, bit impressive. When they're just jumping all over the screen, movie. it's like, I can't watch Yeah, I have to admit, it was they're, maybe they're trying a little bit hard to uh, get recognized in the first movie. It's like, no, 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 you have the guns. I, I, I get that. These guys are speaking English. I don't know what the fuck. To, oh, boogie, man. So, so got I got it. one more thing about the first two movies, and this ties in with the third movie. Um, uh... Uh, I might as well just say it like this. There's a creative director at the Alamo near me. His name is Brian Loy. He's a good, decent guy. I, I've talked with him. We're, we're friends. and He has a difficult job. But anyway, he was showing the John Wick trilogy back to back to back for like a special showing. And I was like, wow, that sounds like a great time. I wasn't able to go because I was working. But apparently he did not have a great time there because people were laughing constantly during the three movies. 
And uh, according to him, laughing at the wrong spots, they were laughing at all that wanton violence. And then he started bringing up school shootings and stuff like that. I thought it was a little bit much. But I, I think if I could explain to Brian that people laugh during these movies because violence is cathartic. You know, I don't think that they're laughing being like, Haha, he got he got bit by the dog in the balls. It's it, I think it's just uh, some of it is hyper realism. Again, the knife scene in uh, the third movie. That, that's a little bit funny. God. He killed that guy a half dozen knives ago. They're just wasting cutlery <laughs> now. But uh, I, I think people are just laughing because the they're having a good time. <laughs> the fucking nerve to show all three John Wick movies in a marathon and then be mad about gun violence. I, like what? <laughs> I, it also doesn't. I mean, have you seen these movies before? I, that's the thing is, he says he has no problem with excessive violence. I was like, well, apparently you have problems with people's reactions to this violence. This should have been something you would have seen coming. There are parts that are genuinely kind of funny, like they both run out of ammo at the same time. That I had a little bit of a chuckle there because you're not expecting it. Sometimes you just laugh at something think really of, cool. When I you saw Green Room in theaters, passionate. there was so much nervous laughter in those violent scenes. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like when he sticks his hand out the door and just gets cut to shit. <laughs> There's a lot of nervous laughter because you don't know how else to express it. Because, man, those people got stabbed a lot. Like, I guess it, people get shot in the yeah. head I guess it's maybe a bit of an emotional moment when Lawrence Fishburne gets cut to pieces, but... It's Lawrence Fishburne as Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold getting cut by a samurai sword. <laughs> like, that's that's a little bit funny. It's, it's I'll so tell you funny. what, I'll stop laughing at that scene when Lawrence Fishburne stops overacting. Yeah, when he stops giving that, that performance, fair? I'll take it more seriously. Yeah, exactly. How am I supposed to take it seriously? He's the one guy who isn't speaking uh, like everyone else in the movie. <laughs> I happen to like it. I'm so happy they brought him yeah, back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not doing anything. He's like, here, put on these dirty old jackets and just yell a lot. <laughs> okay. Right. So. I think it's time for the normal colonel. <laughs> the normal colonel? It is, in fact, time for normie corner. <laughs> I can hear the normie corner music. Hey, normies out there. How's your week been? <laughs> you guys doing okay? You good? You good, normies? As they say, you hate to see it. <laughs> you just hate to see eight years of people's lives ruined. <laughs> like, I'm looking at a lot of my coworkers, like, that's literally, like, over a third of your lives on this show. And they are so mad they can't even speak straight. My favorite is the people that are, like, bargaining. Like, well, actually, maybe it's good because this reason. No, no, this just sucked. Everyone knows it sucked. The actors hate it. All the fans hate it. The producers probably hate it. Like, no one thinks this is good. Stop trying to justify this to yourself. Like, I, I will never just, stop laughing at HBO being like, you know what should take all the time you need? And they're like, nah, six should do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with it. Because I just assumed that HBO was like getting cheap with them. The fact that it was their choice to be like, now nah, we got this. We only need six. It's incredible. This, this show is printing money for them at this point, right? Oh, it yeah. is making a gorillion dollars. Exactly. Yes. So, Highest ratings of the entire I series. I can't imagine why you wouldn't just drag this out as long as you possibly could. Now we're going to make a Star Wars. <laughs> like, you can just hand it off to someone else. Dude. Like, nah, it's over. It's so fucking cool how like all of like the book reading dweebs were like, 
Oh, this ending's terrible. Clearly, this is not what it's gonna be like in the books. And then, like, four days later, George R.R. R. Martin pops in. He's like, no, no, that's how I'm gonna end it. <laughs> let's let's be real. He's not <laughs> gonna end it. Those books are not gonna come out. those books ago, was like, I'm involved in, like, eight different projects. <laughs> never gonna finish this. He's book. making a fucking Dark Souls Why game. in the world would he <laughs> want to finish these? I hope he never does. I hope it's... I hope to God he never it's does. It's gonna be so funny that people are gonna call it the, the great lost American novel. <laughs> I'm just... All I want... All I want is for somehow the last book to get handed off to J.K. Rowling. <gasps> oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> oh, thank you, Bass Okay, god. can I give an extraordinary... Would you imagine? Can I give, like, a flaming hot take here? Now, I don't know anything about this show besides what I picked up in Normal Kerner, but, uh... <laughs> it's, it's about the, um... The, the, uh, petition that was started online. Uh, apparently a couple million uh, Game of Thrones fans signed a petition demanding that HBO rewrite the series. Now, this is more about <laughs> this is more about the reaction to the petition than the petition itself. People have been saying, "How dare these nerds want something better? How dare these nerds uh, act like they're better than the writers who wouldn't be?" My reaction here is you people are really overthinking this. You know what it takes to sign a petition? You click a box online, you're just saying, this is just a way for these millions of fans to show that they are not pleased with the final season of Game of Thrones. That's all that this means. This isn't, there isn't like some sort of coalition of gamers who are out there just saying that, no, if we get enough signatures that we can get fucking, I, I don't know, David Fincher will come in and rewrite the end of If the we just donate enough money, we can build the wall. Uh, yeah, more or less. This is... Shout out to that kid. <laughs> My king of the week. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be another segment. <laughs> no, anyone can write a better story. And that's how only 95% of fan theories are. Actually, the protagonist was dead. <laughs> Bunch of fucking geniuses out there, let me tell you. <laughs> He's actually a purgatory. Oh, wow, cool. Oh, are the babies and Rugrats dead? Wow, crazy. I can't wait to uh, to start our Kickstarter to refilm the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, and then it's just the same show, except with no women, and also just, they're all ghosts. No, we but with dragons. We take the money and run. <laughs> we funnel all that money into getting a studio and having the Krasenstein brothers as our first guests. Oh my god. Yes. I, I wish I knew which UFC or UFC spinoff it was that I was seeing highlights of at work the other night because there's a dude hopping around the ring doing the Eddie Gordo dance and I fucking lost it. Oh. Man, I was sitting out on the front porch with my father drinking whiskey and talking about life and what the future holds for us. And some time passed in silence and he looked, turned to me and looked, he's like, how do you think the people feel who got a tattoo of Cersei? <laughs> That's <laughs> like they like we've all we're not we don't think they're gonna refilm it. We're just voicing our displeasure. And then a day later, Bob Iger's like, "Oh no, they're making the next Star Wars trilogy. That's happening." <laughs> you showed them three whole movies. I just got so just tired of picking this up. We're gonna pick this up later, forever. guys. <laughs> I completely forgot that they had pitched that alternate reality Confederate show. <laughs> I was just about to bring Holy that shit. up. I need that. Anything for that to. I like the fan theory that this is just their revenge for that show getting canceled. Like, fucking Game of Thrones is done. You don't want to hear our both sides on this anymore. Which is a real power move, and I would respect that. Oh, jeez. Oh, you don't want to hear about the good guys in the Confederacy? 
who just cared about states' rights, well, say goodbye to your silly dragons. Ah, uh, my, my, my favorite song by the band, The Night They Drove the Yankees Down. <laughs> Alright, are you credit music? <laughs> Oh, no, our, our credit music is going to be Mammy. So, Alex, what else did you watch? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I finished watching Barry, like, right before we started recording, the Bill Hader yeah. show. Yes. So much better than Game of That's Thrones. That's what I hear, yeah. Like, by a signal. It's so fucking Low bar to I know, clear, but, like, <laughs> in light of recent no, I HBO shows. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get into Game of Thrones in 2030. God. <laughs> you guys gotta check Sorry, this Chris, out. I'm starting to use season five this but, week. Figure it that out. show has real dad energy. Now that you know that the only people that are left at the end are like, the I white can't, dudes. I can't wait to name my daughter Daenerys. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter Daenerys Krasenstein the third. <laughs> so good, he get drafted four times. <laughs> Daenerys have a twin sister named Daenerys. I'm <laughs> uh, Walter Football. You were my muse. Krasenstein have a brother named Krasenstein. And they all were gathered together under the house of Gaeta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. We'll get to the house of Gaeta. Oh, good. <gasps> what? Oh, my God. Start oh, talking. Start well, talking. Okay, go, go. Okay. Well, I'm going to go chronologically because I'm incapable of reading That's off fair. a list in yeah, any okay. order other than top mm-hmm. to bottom. Fair. Uh, I watched a lot of Keanu Reeves movies this weekend. I wanted to watch like, so many more, but please. Like, a lot me. of Keanu Reeves movies. Dracula uh, fir- is just staring at me, mocking me for not getting to it. I'm so upset. So the first movie I watched this week is called Henry's Crime. Now, Henry's Crime is a movie that is... I almost want to call it, like, a romantic comedy, but for dudes. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, tonally, it's supposed to be funny, and it's, like, kind of, it gets a couple chuckles out of you. But I I, uh, I want to bring this up for two reasons. First of all, it's a movie where Keanu Reeves goes to jail in the first five minutes because he's just in the car thinking he's going to a baseball game when all of his buds rob a bank. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds real good, actually. And so so he gets out of jail, and he realizes that his life's purpose is to actually rob the bank that he went to jail for robbing. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're gonna if you're going to do the time, you might as well do the crime. Yeah. Oh, that's real good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I bring this up mainly to talk about uh, his, like, main accomplice in this, who was his cellmate, cellmate in prison, who was played by James Caan. Ooh. <gasps> When did this come out? So, uh, like 2010? Wow. What? I want to get 1994. <laughs> yeah, so James Conn plays a con man that's been in jail for 25 years. Nice. And just, like, listening to him interact with the other characters of the movie is an absolute treat. I've been thinking a lot about uh, um, <laughs> one of his quotes in this movie. Um, so their cover for, like, this robbery that they're going to do is they agree to help work on this play that's being produced across the street from the bank because they find out about a secret tunnel that's underneath the two. And it's a play by uh, Chekhov. And, like, they're talking to the theater manager, and James Conn just goes, Oh, I love Chekhov. He's my second favorite Russian after Gorbachev. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's delivered in a way that, like, the guy is just so fucking schmoozy and clearly has no idea what he's talking about. And it's just, it has fantastic line reading. Like, it's a movie that I watched, and I was like, I'm not sure if this movie made no money or, like, $40 million, and I've just never heard of it. 
But, like, I've been thinking about it way more than I thought I would be afterwards, because it's just, like, a lighthearted, fun, good time that, like, kind of has something for everybody. Yeah, I just assumed this was an early 90s movie that came out when I was too young to know what movies were. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it's on Prime Video, which I think is why I watched it first. Hey. So then I watched a movie. <laughs> Guys, are you familiar with The Devil's Advocate? Not as familiar as I wish I was. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm just going to go ahead and list some of the things in this movie. I'm sorry. We're going to go down the checklist here. Keanu Reeves as a lawyer. Keanu Reeves shouting in court for the first 15 minutes of this movie. Followed by the realization that he's been trying to do a southern accent the whole time. Because he is from Gainesville. Oh. (laughs) There we go. House of Gata. (laughs) They go to New York. All of the architecture looks exactly like Cruel Intentions. Okay. Now he's talking my language. Al Pacino shows up and immediately starts chewing scenery. There are demons and body horror and predator CGI of invisible people and Jeffrey Jones. (laughs) We find out Al Pacino is literally the devil. Buried the lead of Jeffrey Jones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the climax of this movie is Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino standing in a room screaming at each other. Al Pacino just, like, full turned up to 11. Al Pacino just screaming about how he's the devil, and he's only ever had two... Like, he's tried to have all of these kids, and he's only ever had two that were, like, successful and, like, did anything in the world, and now they have to fuck to form the Antichrist. So we also have incest on the checklist. Ooh, uh- Keanu Reeves gets out of this pickle by shooting himself in the head and going back in time to the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> it is incredible. It has the best mid-90s energy you could possibly imagine. Al Pacino is going for it in a way that only Al Pacino is capable of. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> There's all of this like surreal, like spiritualism that's just tacked on it's two and a half hours long and somehow you don't mind it's fucking incredible i can't wait i'm so excited the cruel intentions energy of this movie is seriously off the charts oh skip you know how i feel about cruel intentions (laughs) i have a feeling that i need to look up the soundtrack for this oh speaking of the soundtrack glad you brought this up do you know what this movie closes with damn it Fade to black, and then paint it black, please. Oh. <laughs> Suck my ass, movie. <laughs> that fucking The noise sucks. that came out of me when that happened. Two and a half hours just for the on-the-nose, hey, you get it? <laughs> I, I, oh, really, I really thought it would be sympathy for the devil. <laughs> it was probably in play. You. They subverted your expectations. Yeah, it, it broke new ground. <laughs> So, Parker brought up Dracula earlier. Now, I was fully intending to watch Dracula. Same. But accidentally put on the 2007 version first, saw Dan Stevens' beautiful face, and just went with it. Oh, man. As you do. Guys, you know what's really boring? Victorian England. Oh, yeah. Correct. I just... I'm, I'm good. Thanks. This... Mercifully, this was like 90 minutes long. It had basically two highlights... One of which was that uh, young Dracula, after he sucks some blood and turns into not the Crypt Keeper anymore, 
I thought for like 45 seconds it was Tommy Wiseau and I got really excited. <laughs> Turns out it is not, but it's pretty fucking close. <laughs> and during the climax of this movie, Dracula just rips Dan Stevens' head off and is just holding it by the hair like this clearly fake head. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking rules. Now, I've lived my life without knowing that Dan Stevens was in a Dracula movie, and regardless yeah. of you telling me how bad it is, this is destiny now. Oh, of course. This is part of my mm-hmm. life. That sounds like divine kismet. Mm-hmm. After this, I watched the actual Dracula movie I was planning on watching, 1992's Bram Stoker's Dracula. So this is basically two movies. The first half of the movie is Keanu Reeves struggling horribly to do a British accent. It is... Like, Leo and Blood Diamond level bad. Like, That's what I keep hearing. Wildly offensive to my sensibilities. And he's trying his hardest. I've only seen clips of it. It is... There's a whole lot of plot for like an hour. It's really uninteresting. You think the movie's just gonna suck. Then Anthony Hopkins shows up as just like a skeevy weirdo. And as as Dr. Van Helsing. And it kind of turns the movie on its head. And the second half is real, real fucking good. Alright, now we're talking. So, I knew this was a Francis Ford Coppola movie. I did not realize that this fucking Dracula movie with Keanu Reeves was going to be one of the most beautifully shot movies I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. It is gorgeous oh, from the bits I've seen. my fucking <laughs> God. It is absolutely phenomenal cinematographically. Cinematographically. Yeah, whatever. Uh. I'm staring um, at it right now. I'm so mad I didn't have time to watch it. It's real, real good. Like... Real slow to get going. There's a lot of Victorian England bullshit that nobody really wants to deal with. Gary Oldman, as young Dracula, shows up looking like the guy that gave me a ghost tour of New Orleans. <laughs> it's It's got some good energy, I, I gotta say. And then... <laughs> oh, buddy, I've been waiting. <laughs> and then I watched a movie called Street Kings. So Here we excited. go. Now, I had high expectations for this movie based on the cast list and nothing else, despite the fact that I, like, barely remember this movie existing. What I wasn't expecting was how powerfully it starts off. Okay, so we start with Keanu Reeves. He hops in his car. He drives off to, uh, to meet these two Asian dudes um, to sell them guns. He gets out of the car, sees these two Korean dudes, and says, Konnichiwa. <laughs> they go back and forth like they're like hey man you got the goods like can we see what you got he's like yeah i got your guns he opens his trunk to reveal like a barrett 50 caliber machine gun and the guy's like what the fuck man we said we wanted machine guns what am i supposed to do with this he makes a crack about how the gun probably killed one of their grandpappies at inchon Ah, directed by David Ayer, you say. Hmm. Shocking. Lead Korean guy, and I will quote this line for line, then looks at him and goes, Kanichiwa is Japanese. It's insulting to Koreans. How am I supposed to tell if you can't? Fuck's that supposed to mean, white boy? It means you got eyes like apostrophes, you dress white, talk black, and drive Jew. So how am I supposed to know what kind of zipperhead dog-munching dink you are if you don't? Oh, man. Yo, do you know who the fuck we are? (laughs) Yeah, you're a couple panheads buying a machine gun out of a trunk. And then they beat the shit out of him and steal his car. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was going to keep going. Jesus. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
So the whole setup for this movie is that like Keanu Reeves is this like undercover cop who will do whatever it takes to like get shit done. But like him and all of his buds are dirty to some extent. And the only one that's not is Terry Crews. <laughs> they think they think Terry Crews, who is Keanu Reeves' old partner, is ratting them out to internal affairs. So then two minutes later he gets gunned down in a convenience store robbery. And the plot gets in motion. We get an extremely young Chris Evans in this movie. Nice. Who is the one that is ostensibly investigating Keanu Reeves' crimes. We get Forrest Whitaker just Forrest Whitakering all over every scene. <laughs> just Just the way I like it. We get <laughs> we get an incredible moment in the middle of the scene where, you know, this like young up and coming cop and Chris Evans looks at Keanu and goes, hey, what what man, we can't do that and Keanu looks at him and goes, We're cops, we can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> Wow. When you put it yeah. that way. Scathing it's, commentary. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those food, movies. Food for thought. During the, big, <laughs> during the big reveal at the end where the uh, the the bad guy's uh, like master plan is fully revealed. Spoilers, it's Forrest Whitaker the whole time. It's kind of really obvious from three minutes in. What? But he's, he's going on this long spiel about how he has all this dirt on everybody and how he controls everyone and how he's going to be mayor someday and like how it's like it's you and me buddy we're going to the top and this and that like just just you know three minute monologue about his genius plan and all this shit and then Keanu looks at him and goes but wait when did it stop becoming about catching bad guys <laughs> it is the most but why male models ass moment in any movie I have ever seen that was doing it intentionally. <laughs> it is so, 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 so good and so powerful. And this movie's like an hour 40 and you owe it to yourself. Because all of like the auxiliary characters are people that you're familiar with. Common is in this movie. The game is in this movie. Hugh Laurie is doing his American accent in this oh, movie. Oh, yes. Like, it is... Real, real, real fucking good. This is like a two thumbs up. You need to watch this. <laughs> it is bad in all the right ways and also good in all the right ways. I'm so jealous. I'm sure it's going to be in your near future. <laughs> oh, don't you worry, buddy. <laughs> Murdered your grandpappy and <laughs> It fucking slayed me Just because I didn't like know what I was in racial for. slurs. Yeah. I'm going to stop being about catching the bad guy. <laughs> it's so fucking good. David Ayer fucking sucks. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> That's all I've got this week, Parker. Oh, what do you have? Let's buckle in. Uh, first, uh, before right, you get so it, I want to get in a, oh. a movie assignment out of the way. I'll be using my content box oh, to assign the movie Eddie. 1996 starring Whoopi Goldberg about the New York Knicks. What? To my good friend Why? Josh Brody. Okay. I say, wait a second. I didn't do anything to you yet. No, no. We decided a trivia. He had never heard of this movie. We're like, no, no, no. You have to watch it. And he's going to record himself talking about it. He already made the joke. He's like, well, better than watching the actual Knicks. And then he made that KKK joke. He sure did. So, Parker, what did you watch? Okay. I'm going to get to follow our friend Josh making KKK jokes. So... Since I didn't grow up, like, in the 80s, I didn't watch Bill and Ted as a kid. Like, I have no fondness for it whatsoever. So I figured I'd give it a shot. Like, okay, this kind of humor usually doesn't work for yeah. me. When about 20 minutes in, their future selves show up, and they go, Hey, 
it's you. Hey, you, it's us. And they're like, how do we know it's you? And he goes, think of a number. And they say 69. And then all four of them air guitar. And I was like, all right, this movie's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I, I like it's, going to I, I think that one's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Them going back to, like, medieval times, putting on armor, and then just immediately making lightsaber noises really connected <laughs> with me in a deep way. It's, it's, it's good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I had yeah. a good time with it. I meant to watch the sequel, but I meant to I'll watch get to the that. Keanu Reeves. No, I'll get to that eventually. Okay. So I finally got to see Happy Death Day to you. That movie takes a very different turn than the original. Oh, explain it to me. Which Ooh, yeah. I really appreciated. Because it just goes like hard sci-fi comedy instead of horror comedy like in the first ten minutes. Oh. Which it rubbed against me wrong at first those were like wait a second i want a, a silly slasher and this is not it but i really appreciate it because how do you take a movie where it's like okay this character she keeps reliving the same day she faces her issue she solves it done how do you do that again if it there's closure it's like all right well fucking science stuff don't worry about it there's alternate dimensions now like they front load it with that stuff and then just get into the fun parts of them trying to solve who the killer is and all that it's a pretty good time those movies are very solid. But y'all. So a movie came out in February called The Prodigy. Oh which is a which is a movie about a spooky little kid. Now, as soon as I saw this trailer, I knew in my heart, okay, I'm redboxing this as soon as it comes yeah, out. Yeah, pretty much. Was not expecting this to be R-rated. I thought it was going to be yes. okay. They live in a haunted house. It's a possession. Do not expect it to be, no, this kid is the reincarnation of a serial killer who is taking over his body because his last victim got away and he's to finish what he started. It gets real dark in the end. It was very surprising. Like, ten minutes in when the mom and dad are talking and you just see a close-up of the nanny cam and the two-year-old kid is just standing next to the crib chanting in Hungarian. I was like, alright, well, three stars, maybe let's fucking do this. Like, 20 minutes in, he's in school, and a kid teases him. He just walks into the bathroom, starts talking in Hungarian again, comes back to the room with a wrench, and just fucking belts this kid in the face. <laughs> it is pretty solid. And, okay, I have to admit this, I was not watching this in a sober state of mind. And there's a scene where, throughout the movie, the serial killer is, like, taking more control of the body. The mom hears the kid talking, walks in the room, and for a brief flash, it's the little kid's body with a grown man's head CGI'd on top. <laughs> and I thought I was about to die. <laughs> it was one of the worst feelings of my life. It made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Very solid. Now, guys, let me get into what I really want to talk about. Alex, I told you I started my, my descent down a rabbit hole. Oh, did you? <laughs> But I didn't tell you the whole story. You see, folks, I knew it. I've begun my my series of American Pie, but concurrently, I am also making my way through the Child's Play movies. Oh God! <laughs> I have for you the first three installments of both of them. Buckle in. Let's get these it. fucking movies. So, fucking right, doggy. That's good cake. Show of hands. Who remembered that the very first shot of the first American Pie is him wa his parents walking in on him jacking off the scramble board? <laughs> yep, How could I forget? <laughs> Who do you think you're dealing with? 
the next scene is the introduction of Oz, who just walks out and goes, Yeah, Fitty Chill should be illegal. It's the all-women's channel. Lifetime supply of pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> Oz is the worst fucking character in these movies. Uh, the soundtrack is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard, and don't worry, we'll get to it. <laughs> I forgot about Finch's entire character arc of this movie, where everyone just desperately wants to fuck him, because they all think he has an eight-foot dick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that the pie-fucking scene took place, like, 30 minutes in. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's an early one. And... And uh, you gotta give it credit, cause like the reveal and then just the lingering close up and dead silence of that crumbled up pie <laughs> is one of the funniest cuts <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it's just a close up of the pie, cut to them sitting at the table staring at it in silence. That's good stuff. <laughs> For a movie that has several scenes involving drinking cum and diarrhea, that's a very nice quiet moment. <laughs> now, I feel like Jason Biggs is a really hero in this movie. Because, like, imagine coming your pants so hard that everyone watching on a webcam moving at, like, 12 frames per second can tell by watching that you busted. <laughs> like, you cannot see anything. You can't even make out it's a room. But you can look at him and go, like, oh, man, he yeah, definitely yeah, busted that yeah. shit. <laughs> imagine Blink-182 and their friend and his pet monkey watch you come in your pants <laughs> twice. <laughs> Like, I like to pretend I'm above some of this soft work humor, but someone having diarrhea so hard that they're covered in sweat <laughs> is always going to make me laugh. <laughs> now, does anyone remember the song that plays as it ends? No. It is the most perfect, what is this, like 1999 wrap-up you could possibly imagine. Everyone's, you know, they all set out to have sex, which I can't wait to do that someday. Some of them succeed. Everyone finds their girl. There's, you know, happy montage. Oh, man. I, I hope the rest are always like this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Cut to black. I was in tears. <laughs> you have Blink-182, Sugar Ray, Third Eye Blind, Bare Naked Ladies, Whole Everclear, Harvey Danger, and a second Third Eye Blind song. God, yes. Five stars. Did you say... Third Eye Blind? I guess I'll be downloading their discography. Chris, how many doors down are you from me? <laughs> Guys, I feel like Child's Play has just been an established thing forever, so it's one of those like, okay, everyone knows the story, so you put it on and you don't pay attention. If you actually pay attention to that first act, it is one of the most insane goddamn things I've oh, ever seen. You're telling me, sister. <laughs> Like, there are scenes in this movie where the doll's like, Alright, I need to go visit the voodoo man who taught me the voodoo curse to transfer souls so I can get my soul out of the doll's body. Yes. And that's just ten minutes of the movie. Is this doll talking to a voodoo man? <laughs> <laughs> she gets the good guy doll because the store's out, and then she's walking in the streets... And the guy in the alley who just sounds like he lives in a dumpster in Staten Island's like, Hey, I got the dolls for you, And then she buys it. And that's okay. That's normal. Like, it's fucking voodoo, you guys. <laughs> like, in the remake that they're doing, it's like some fucking... It's like a AI chip or something that malfunctions. No, it's... 
It's just voodoo. Now, this is all taking place in the first movie, which is somehow the, the one that's easiest to take seriously. Yes! <laughs> oh, I love horror. It's so good. Like, oh my god. I will say, the first reveal... When she fought, should she goes all the way to the box and sees that the batteries are still in it. That's very well. Yeah, that was like, that's excellent. And I wish I could see this for the first time because that scene followed by that thing screaming, that will fuck you up for the rest of your life. But there's no going back and not knowing <laughs> that there's eight of these movies. Yeah, I mean, there's some genuinely really good moments in the first movie. Uh, I happen to like one of the ending lines. Uh, this is the end, friend. Uh, That's pretty good. I, I, I think it's all right, but for for the most part, there's a lot of really stupid shit. I think I think it's the first movie, right, where uh, the doll grabs a knife off the table. He, it's just a knife just just sitting there, right? And he picks it up, and it makes a shoo sound. <laughs> it, that's not how things work. Like this movie tries to piece things together, so you're like, okay, we know it's actually a person. Don't need to see the detective work. I do not care. <laughs> do not give a shit about any of this. But this movie, like, as hard as American Pie made me laugh, the scene in this where they light Chucky on fire, and it's a cut of a little person on fire running across the living room. Oh, fuck yes. I <laughs> thought I was gonna die. It's... it's My hair fun. is on fire! My <laughs> hair is on fire! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let me get into the greatest movie I saw all week, which is American Pie 2. I was really hoping it was yes. going to be uh, Child's Play 3. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, <laughs> so God, I mean, it has three there. <laughs> List let me put of movies with three in Oh my god, I'm actually going to do that, aren't I? <laughs> let me state my case here. You turn it on, press play. Before the Universal logo even comes up, Blink-182 is already playing. <laughs> there are zero punches pulled. The Universal logo has not begun to spin before you hear a guitar riff in Mark Hoppus's voice. So we're already on the right foot. Once again, we start with Jim's dad walking in on him, which seems lazy, but also I laughed at it again. <laughs> <laughs> so this takes place a year later. It's after their first year of college. and or Yeah, first year of college, they're all meeting up again. Finch remains the funniest character in the series. Or they're all meeting up for the first time. Like, hey, how's it going? And Finch just walks in and goes, ah, konnichiwa, and bows. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they got every single person from the first movie back, including the Shermanator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, buddy, the Shermanator has a role to play in those later movies. <gasps> oh, thank you, Base God. I do not care one bit about the fucking nerd from Rookie of the Year and Tara Reid, will they, won't they? You can throw that whole thing in the trash, because this movie's almost an hour fifty, and you can fucking keep that. <laughs> <laughs> they even brought back Henry Cho as MILF guy number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MILF guy number two is a powerful acting That's player. exactly what you want in your IMDb. This movie leans so hard into the pop punk where if there's more than like five minutes without a shit or piss gag and people are just talking, they'll just play a song in the background regardless <laughs> of if it matters. Like the visual of like, wait, how are we going to afford this house by ourselves? Well, that's why I had to invite someone else. Jump cut to Stifler in the back of a Jeep screaming and dry humping while some 41 fat lip plays. <laughs> 
you want to talk about Francis Ford Coppola and genius filmmaking? Yes. <laughs> Shermanator is in this movie a lot, and he is doing a lot of Terminator 2 lines. <laughs> when the fucking their friend Jessica tells them, like, hey man, just cut this out. Like, it's not really working. It's like, ah, system overload. Hasta la vista and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that this movie takes a 20-minute detour in the middle of the movie where everyone's been at college and presumably been fucking to go, wait a second, lesbians? If you want some gay panic, don't worry. You've got people trying to do phone sex because it's 2001. What a fucking relic of the past that is. We've got some funny accents, more gay panic. Don't let... You got that fucking vibrator gag that goes on for, like, 15 minutes. Scrolling through my notes, it's Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the entire pivotal sequence that is the glue on the dick gag. That's, like, a crucial part of the second and third act of the movie. I forgot that he ends up on the roof in the paramedics this is happening. He's basically doing a Three Stooges routine in his room, getting his hands stuck to things while Alien Ant Farm's cover of Smooth Criminal is playing. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the end of this movie is people pairing off, like, I don't know, maybe we'll be together forever, maybe not. And then the Shermanator gets to fuck Shannon Elizabeth. Oh my god, I forgot. I'm sorry I wrote it down. So when Shannon Elizabeth's like, hey, she's super into it, the fucking music sting from Terminator 2 starts playing. <laughs> yes. dun, 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 dun. As they walk <laughs> off together to go bang upstairs. <sighs> Let me run you down the bands this time. Blink-182, Green Day, American Hi-Fi. You remember Flavor of the Week? I'm of sure course you do, I Alex, do. And no one else. Okay, no. Uncle Cracker. Three Doors Down, oh, <laughs> Alien Ant Farm, Phoenix, Texas, Sum 41, Lit, Lit Again, American Hi-Fi Again, Weezer, Alien Ant Farm Again, The Offspring, Sum 41, New Found Glory, and Third Eye Is Blind. that two Sum 41s? Yes. It's, oh, it's not enough is what it is. Like the final party scene at the end of the movie is like eight continuous pop punk bangers in a row. It is one of the most powerful pre nine eleven energy movies I've ever seen in my life. It is it is the essence of growing up in the nineties and early two thousands just encapsulated into one nearly two hour movie, which is baffling. And we get to Child's Play Two, folks. Yes. Oh. I love that they're alternating. That's, a, oh, that's buddy. probably done for a reason. Come on, give me some credit here. Are there eight of each? Uh, there's only seven Child's Plays, but you know your boy's going to see the remake just to make it match. <laughs> Fair. That comes out, like, next month. Don't worry. <laughs> so, Child's Play 2 and American Pie 2 are both the best in their series. Debate me. At least worst, Tell is what I would say. How dare you? I don't. I honestly didn't write down much about this because I'll be honest. I was doing laundry through most. Yeah, see, you know, this is the reason There's you didn't hate up. it because you weren't watching it. 
I mean, I've seen it multiple times. I mean, yeah, I couldn't understand. I haven't seen the American dialogue. Pie two since like two thousand three. I mean, That's a mistake on your part. If you waited that long in between watches of American I, Pie two, trust me, it was like I was going to all of these fresh, which is made for a powerful weekend. Okay, so Child's Play two is pretty. I could talk more about it, but I have much more to say about Child's no, Play three. And also, we're already now. So hour my, this is I'm doing <laughs> this. So my thing years. about Child's Play two that I want to talk about is, boy, that ending is gruesome. It's so good. It fucking it's rips so his good. own arm off and stabs his own I arm into that fucking blade. Jesus. That melting thing is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's, I think that's the scariest scene. It is in legitimately the horrifying. Like, you know, kids are going to see this movie because it's a slasher about a killer doll. That will fuck you yeah. up. That is, you see that as a child, that is a part of you forever. There's no purging yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I think it's solid. I like how really quickly, like, they don't spend an hour and 20 minutes, like, well, hey, check this out. Andy's saying it's a doll, but no one believes him. Like, people get on board pretty quick or they get murdered. I don't know, it's a solid slasher, but I have much more to say about the next two movies. Because <laughs> we don't want to be here for three... I mean, I could talk about these for three hours. Thank Chris, you. <laughs> I, I, I got you here. American Wedding. Not as good as the first two. Correct. But I do appreciate that it's, it's very sincere. And, like... It doesn't try and undercut the sincere moments. Like, it actually gives these characters nice arcs and doesn't just, like, fart at the end of it. Like, oh, no, 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 you fought, you liked these characters. This is their progression. This is how it's ending. And I appreciated that a lot. But, man. <laughs> it took me until an hour and 15 minutes until I went, wait a second. Why isn't Oz in this movie? <laughs> like, there's no way Chris Klein was busy, right? The soundtrack, like, it's solid. You've got Foo Fighters. You've got Good Charlotte. You've got Newfound Glory. Some 41 All-American Rejects. Avril Lavigne. And then you've got Sugar Colts bouncing off the walls, you guys. Oh, yes, you like, do. You've still got some bangers. It's just... I don't know. It's no John Wick 3. You start to get tired of the formula by this one. You start with Jim's dad again walking on him doing something embarrassingly sexual. Stifler <laughs> is still Stifler. But I think what I've appreciated... Me, are, you, are you suggesting you're tired of Stifler? No, but, like, he's still Stifler. <laughs> yeah, and he's a lot correct. of Stifler. I will be watching the rundown this week. Don't worry. God, yes. I do appreciate how in all three of these movies, Jim's dad has the same progression of just always being proud of his super embarrassing gross son and always standing <laughs> up for him when he does something. <laughs> like, him freak out in the second movie when he's just sitting in that hospital... One hand glued to his dick, one hand glued to videotape, and that woman's like, can you put that away? He's saying something like, oh, man, we have more important things to worry about. He's just so supportive <laughs> of his weirdo freak son, and I love it. I forgot there's like a ten-minute gay bar dance-off in American Wedding. Yep. I forgot the movie just stops for almost an entire act to be like, hey, these two ladies are going to get naked. Hey, hey, kids at home, jack off to this, I guess. Because that whole subplot, you cut that, you lose literally nothing. It's it's still good. I feel like where I'm about to be going, it's going to rank a lot higher near the end. But, uh, shout I, out I to think Indy... It's, <laughs> it's safe to say it'll end up in your top four, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. Shout out to, like, this is a trilogy. Like, it's a one, two, and three, and then these people were done. Except for Reunion, but that's that doesn't really count. 
Shout out to ending it with the <laughs> final frame of the MILF guys looking through the window while Finch eats her out. <laughs> that is a character arc. Child's Play 3. Yes. Is this the one where he Jesus. goes to military school? It sure oh, is. Oh boy. I had no memories of this movie. Uh, you want to know why? Because it's fucking boring. I watched this one in college and this is where I stopped paying attention. Hey Chris, I have an idea for a movie. Okay, okay let's hear it. So there's this kid named Andy. I'm out. Chucky wants to kill him, but nobody believes that the doll is real. Mm-hmm. Did I just blow your fucking mind? It's, yeah, that's it's unique. That's the third movie. Again, this all takes place at, like, military school, which... Yes, and almost all the kills are just random people. Like, oh, he got that toy company executive. He got that garbage man that was introduced in this scene and then killed immediately. <laughs> like... I will say, like, it's a cop-out because it's not really a kill, but the scene where Chucky comes to life and it scares an old guy so hard that he dies of a heart attack, it made me laugh. I'm not proud of it. I, I, I just feel like the whole movie was a complete waste of time. It absolutely and I, I was. Mean, I mean, I kind of been implying <laughs> that that's the same way it is for all the other ones, but this one in particular, this is just so dumb. No, I definitely understand how these movies are not for everyone, but even people who like these movies... No one likes the third right. one. That movie, it is dire. Like, the opening is like, I'm on board, because it takes place years later. You got it's this abandoned doll factory. There's nothing spookier than an abandoned doll factory. That Those is pretty little, fucking spooky. Yeah. Little bitty arms and heads covered in cobwebs. Get the fuck right. out of here. It's the only thing that I liked was that there's a barber there, who I just imagine is Bill Dotrieve. Who's just super into cutting these kids' hair? <laughs> like they'll be saying, "They're just getting leaning close and go, oh yeah, we're seeing some skin now, aren't Forgot we?" Forgot about that. <laughs> like, that I didn't dude realized Freaky Fred kid. was in this movie. <laughs> oh my god, fuck me! My <laughs> favorite <laughs> episode. Holy shit! <sighs> Wrong cartoon for this guy. Because at this point, you know, Charlie Ray, like he is Chucky, like he is the doll. If he gets stabbed, he bleeds, and the only way out is to transfer his soul. And if he can't, he's He's just a doll. So if he gets shot in his little doll head, and he's going to doll hell, which begs the question, Chris, do yes. they serve beer in doll hell? <laughs> <sighs> Let me just pick this up tomorrow. <laughs> it's a dog, oh, John Wick 3, you guys. I've been waiting an hour for the fucking jerks of the week <laughs> Folks, you love to see it. I actually forgot that was my payoff until I looked at it. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's never going to stop until you give me an answer. Okay. That's all I have because... You didn't... Tune in next week for four, five, and six of each franchise. You didn't get to Bride of Chucky? <laughs> no, I ran out of time. Really Bride sad. You Chucky didn't get to Bandcamp? And the Naked Mile will be coming soon yes. to a screen near you. I, I, I maintain that The Naked Mile is actually comma-watchable. I also forgot that Stifler's brother was already a character in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not a major character, but he's there. It's true. Like, he tries to hook up a three-way with two bisexuals while Pop Punk is playing, so... That's better than I'm doing, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Stifler's brother is fucking cool. Stifler's brother wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a puka yeah. shell necklace yeah. while that monkey does shots over in the corner. Yeah. They even brought the monkey back. Like, you know what? It's a good movie. American Pie 2 is real good. 
Okay, let's talk about John Wick 3. Okay, Child's Play 2. You wanted me to talk about it. Let's talk about John Wick. What the fuck was that? <laughs> okay. Uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum, uh, which everyone knows what it means. It's basic Latin. Uh, it's your good yeah, it's, it's the, the teacher lady from Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Cross that one We're... off the list. <laughs> Uh, takes place a few minutes after the second movie. Uh, John Wick is in New York, and it's raining, and he... All five boroughs are coming out. Best fucking city in the yeah. world. <laughs> he's he's got to get away, because uh, pretty soon all the assassins in New York are going to come after him. But one of them decides to break the rules inside of the library. <laughs> Alex, would you like to take this one? I would love to talk about my boy, Bobon. <laughs> Who was literally only in this movie because somebody saw him in an NBA game and was like, man, that guy looks like a fucking comic book villain. We should put him in this movie. Cut to him in the library, all seven foot four of him, fighting John Wick with books. Now, I did not remember his name was Bovon, so I wrote Gigantism Adam Driver. And you know what? I feel confident in what I wrote. So, uh, John Wick, like you said, they are just fighting with books. I'd, I'd have to assume that at the end he kills him with that, with the Atlas Shrugged, because that book is good for nothing else. Uh, Sex and architecture. Oh my maybe. god, so that is the one thing we left out of the new segment. If only his jaw were more angular. <laughs> Could have bounced that book right We've off. We've talked about how much you would have liked the Chad meme, right? Anyway. <laughs> so after he gets done bopping his bow band, he decides to uh, go. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Next week's episode, folks. Yeah, I'm done here. I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sure you had that written down somewhere. <laughs> anyway. I wish. I wish I could take notes. <laughs> so child's point. Yeah. Too. So anyway, time expot. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that up? What is this shit? Don't. I'm way too tired. You guys want to hear my Yoda impression? I don't know why that. I'm okay with that, but you bringing up Child's Play. Now, if it was Child's Play 3, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> you say that. Oh, that's true. Child's Play 3 is actually too boring to wanna... talk about. But, uh. Anyway. Well, if you think about it, all three amigos were kind of Child's Play. Oh, which movie is more dull? Anyway, uh, no, I, I laughed at least once at uh, Three Amigos. So John Wick Three, definitive John Wick Three. I just, I just John love that you say Guys. you say military school, and all I can think about is fucking Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. It's the only point of reference I have. Chris, can you stop getting us sidetracked no. here? John Wick Three. So, uh, Chris, can I tell you about my John Wick Three movie experience uh, in the this theater? Better be good. So, are you aware of what D-Box seats are, Chris? Is, is, are those those weird uh, corner seats that you always get? Oh, no. Those are the seats that are basically like a 4D movie that move along with oh. the movie. <laughs> so, every time John Wick hit him with a book, my seat vibrated. Yes. It was incredible. <laughs> my seat vibrated violently every time someone got punched or a gun went off for two the hours. power of reading, bitch. <laughs> it was... I had an experience last night. So he's uh, he's running away from all the different assassins of New York City, and he decides to go get a wound repaired uh, by this one doctor. Now, I remember this scene was in the trailer, and I kept thinking to myself, oh, as time expires, the doctor will be an assassin too, and he'll screw up the operation. He'll try to kill him there, and he doesn't. 
Instead, uh, he's like, oh, they're going to know I helped you out. So here, give me two quick ones. Try to make it right over here. Okay, that's a little bit harder than I anticipated. Does that guy ever come back? Did they ever uh, cover what happened to that guy? I'm sure he's just chilling. Like, I'm sure we'll see him again in John Wick 7. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. He's got a pretty good alibi, I'd say. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I I happen to like that guy. I don't know. He seems like one of the more honest fellows there. Uh, that's the guy that uh, fixed him up in the first one, right? Fixed him, yeah. 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 Okay. I did not watch the first two again. Like yeah, normal, I mean, I guess you have a pretty solid movie. I assumed I remember it. I, I'd seen the first movie a couple right. times, so it's, that one's pretty fresh for me. Anyway, uh, time expires, and everyone's looking around dramatically, and then they go back to work. And you're like, okay, I guess he's uh, open contract. Everyone wants to go kill John Wick. And uh, this leads to one of my all-time favorite scenes in the entire trilogy. That knife fight scene. Oh, that really one good. was so much it fun. It keeps it's going. Real, real good. It keeps going. And I keep kicking my feet harder, like a little peepo under the blanket. I was so excited every single time when he threw like eight knives into that guy's fucking. Yeah. Case. Oh my god. There, there were so many knives available for him. <laughs> it's. I love it so much because you're like, all right, he's putting the gun together. We're gonna get more. Gun. No, it's just one bullet. But we have a room full of knives also. Okay. So, now, if we know anything about John Wick, it's important to see how we got to John Wick 3. The ending of the last movie had John Wick spilling blood inside the Continental. This is a major rule violation. And as Alex put it before, there are two rules for John Wick. And the thing about the rules is that they actually adhere to these rules. And that's important for the consistency of the thing. So uh, now they have a visit. You see, Chris, I am the rules. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> uh, they get a visit from the adjudicator. This is uh, a woman named Asia, Josh. Asia Kate Dillon. <laughs> And shut up. And so she kind of looks like. Fuck, it took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> she she kind of looks like um, Andrew Siciliano if he had a Sinead O'Connor haircut. Um, Alex, reference that's the ears bastard from NFL Network. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember Ear Boy. Yeah, Don't there worry. His um, <laughs> ears are really big. <laughs> so uh, she's in the movie and I have to admit her voice kind of sounds like a lot different from how I was expecting it she, she just sounds like every single one of her sentences should begin with well actually he spilled blood and that's a rules violation and you're in big trouble mister so the fucking rules like, pedant showing up in eight scenes yeah. like on one hand i had had more than enough of that character but on the other hand every time that they referred to her by her title i just thought of the remembrance her from neo yokio so, <laughs> so i was kind of okay with it you know she never really wore on me i i think if at any one point they had given her a gun i would have been like okay that's i've had enough uh it like, i think it would sort of would have spoiled it in some like, sort of way uh this movie's like 210. Like, yeah. One, just yeah. one last scene. Yeah. One last scene. Or five or six. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, can't be picky. Anyway. What's the difference? He decides I will only refer to the adjudicator as Ben Shapiro from yeah. here on out. <laughs> he decides to go to a ballet. I have to admit, the ballet scenes are the ones I would have cut out. Holy shit. Ballet is fucking lame. Anyway, 
uh, he gives them a crucifix, <laughs> and this acts as a ticket, which I, I happen to like all this stuff. I like all the little code words and stuff that they do, because there's a really there's a good sense of like honor amongst thieves, this sort of thing, or honor amongst assassins. And he uses this to uh, get passage to Casablanca, Parker's favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, join us next week when we do... Uh, uh, bar- Secret Squirrel in Morocco. No, barb- no barbed wire, <laughs> which is actually a Casablanca remake. <laughs> oh man, I'm sick next week. That sucks. Oh, oh man, look at the time. <laughs> uh, shame on you guys are gonna miss on those big fucking tits. So, um, what? I don't know what. What are you talking about? That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that is a rules violation of this podcast. We do not talk about 3D here. That's what separates us from the animals, Chris. <laughs> All right, so back to Child's Play 2. Uh, I mean, uh, John Wick 3. So Yes, finally! Okay, so I like what they do with Andy's character here. No, you don't. So uh, Correct. So he goes to Casablanca, right? And uh, he meets up with Halle Berry, who... Uh, how do you guys think of uh, Halle Berry's performance in here? I, I, I kind of liked it. At I mean, first, it was... She was trying real hard. Yeah, she was a real sourpuss. It was not was not working for me at first. Mm-hmm. Like, I was fine with those scenes. There was a little bit too much dog, but I realized that this movie is just dog porn for people now, so, like, whatever, give the piggies what they point. want. Here, here's your slop, fine. But then, like, that scene ended, and it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and that just made me think about when we went to the Desert Kingdom in Aquaman, so I didn't like it. And then they went to the desert. Yeah, as soon as they pulled to the desert, that's all I could think about. Was that's exactly what I was thinking. My brain is Throw me a fucking bone, play Pitbull. It's not a big deal. Oh, like, it can't be that expensive to get the rights to Pitbull's fucking Africa remake. <laughs> oh no, I can imagine you signed a contract. You could only use this in Aquaman. <laughs> really tie it in there. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> it's like that Wu Tang album that the fucking medicine dickhead bought. <laughs> <laughs> okay um actually i kind of like the dogs I, I i thought that they were a lot of fun that boy they chomp on a whole lot of balls don't they that makes two of us yeah there were several dog clotheslines which i appreciated uh, yeah no like like the dog gimmick was great it just went on now, for a while i want to ask that scene i want to ask how you feel about this one joke uh when she says sit and the dog sit and she says i was talking to you because i didn't think that was very funny i'll go ahead and uh clear up any confusion about the jokes in this movie i did not laugh at a single one yeah me neither i think i had a couple smirks like oh that's clever but i don't think i laughed at anything unless you consider it a joke when he's having like a big firefight and stuff and he he pulls his gun on a guy and they both pull the trigger at the same time they're both out of ammo i was like oh that's that's kind of funny because you know you're not expecting it there's really good physical comedy. I think it's better in the first two movies than in this one. Like, the scene in the uh, the second movie where uh, um, he's about to shotgun the guy in the head and the guy's, like, holding onto the gun to try and fight mm-hmm. with him. He realizes the gun's out of ammo and has to reload it while, like, pushing it into his mm-hmm. chest. Oh, that's yeah. really like, good. <laughs> great scene. Great scene. Like, legitimately funny. This movie was it, yeah, it. it sort of starts to lag a bit behind. So I have to admit, I wondered where people were laughing for this because there weren't a whole lot of spots where I, I laughed. Again, I kind of chuckle when they both pull a gun at each other and they're out of ammo. That I don't know, it's something you're not always expecting. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's in the desert and Pitbull is not playing, so this brings it down to strike yeah. one. 
Yeah. Cancelled. <laughs> Welcome to the resistance. Uh, also, we forgot to mention, although maybe we mentioned at some point, Lawrence Fishburne is in here as the pigeon man from Hey Arnold. And uh, <laughs> reprising his. He role. also gets hashtag cancelled by the high table. So uh, he's in trouble. He gets he gets <laughs> cut by a samurai sword seven times. You guys think Cam can sit at the high table without a booster seat? <laughs> Doesn't even listen. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but I do, and that's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah that's very much true. Anyway, uh, he decides he or John Wick happens upon uh, I guess a little gathering of people in Arabic dress. Who are these people? It's not important. Can we just... Let's yeah. back up to the guy with the sword that gets hired to just go merc everyone. Alex, how long in the movie did it take you to realize, is that the bad guy from Cradle to the Grave? Because it took <laughs> me about an hour. I recognize him from his voice, which he does three different voices in this movie. That dude is real good. <laughs> his character arc of super serious assassin who has a whole school of ninjas, including guys from the raid... But it's also just super psyched to meet John Wick. Very relatable content for me. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed him a I have lot. to admit, I did not like his fanboy scene in the hotel. Which uh, one? The, the one where yeah, the, like, awesome. the actual intro is like, hey man, I'm a big... Oh, is that the dog? I was like, what are you doing now? What, what is this? I laughed at when he sits right next to him, John moves, and his eyes just dart back and forth real quick. Like, oh fuck, is he over here? <laughs> The actual jokes that followed did not get me, but I appreciated the nervous looking of like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking talk to John Wick, dude. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> okay, uh, I guess we ought to move on. So, uh, he, yeah. <laughs> he meets up with, I guess, the Arabic high table, and uh, they tell him, okay, you have to cut off part of your finger and then go kill your best friend. And he's like, what? They're like, yeah, I don't know, just do it. And so he somehow gets back. I, who knows? And uh, he has to go kill his best friend. Um, this leads to... Well, there's a couple scenes here. <laughs> uh, Parker, you want to take this one? Well, I have a question about the Elder before okay, we do go that. For it. So we, get, we have this huge reveal of this is like the guy. The dude. And we see him. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, you're expecting it to be like a face you recognize. And it's just some dude? Yeah. Am I the only one who feels this way? I, 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 I kind of felt like maybe I was missing something, too. I'm going to be honest. I kind of forgot that this scene had plot relevance. Like, I, if you asked me five minutes ago why he was in the desert and what purpose it served, I couldn't have told you. So, And now that you're saying, like, oh, yeah, he chopped off his finger. I'm like, ah, that's a thing that happened in this movie that I watched four hours ago. Of course. Yeah, the chopping off the finger scene was kind of weird because I, I think the idea here is that, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, this means that he is going to go kill his best friend so he can earn the right to live with the memory of his wife or something like that. Then he goes to go kill his best friend, and then he's like, eh. So he sacrificed part of his finger for nothing. Yeah, that, yeah, it's very unclear. Like, this... One of the things that I like about the first two movies so much is, like, how clear and concise everything is. You know why everyone is doing everything that they're doing. Like, everything falls logically into order. And this movie is just, like, here's my ideas. So here's the thing. John Wick 3 opens with John Wick on the run and everyone after him. John Wick 3 ends with him on the run and everyone after him. 
And yet, if you told me, hey, John Wick 4 is out tomorrow, I'm calling out of work to go see it. Oh, 100%. So I guess what I'm saying is, like, I wish it was as clear and concise as the first two, but also I will keep seeing these until they stop making them. Oh, yeah, them. totally. Like, I'm definitely going to keep seeing them because, like, there are going to be at least four or five action set pieces that are 100% worth my time. Like, we didn't even talk about the horseback scene that was in the trailer, oh which is God. dope and also in the first five minutes of the movie, which yeah, also just, caught me yeah. off guard. Yeah, the plot's whatever. Should we just go through some of the action I'm, scenes? I'm, I'm down with that. Let's go for it. I'm, I'm good yeah. with that because, like, at, at this point, the, the plot started to lose See, that's the thing is yeah, I, I, I was going for the plot just because I wanted to get to this big fight scene because... We get that guy from the raid. Oh, we'll get okay. to that. Let's talk about that horse kicking those people to death. <laughs> I, if I was ever going to be an Americlap, that would have been the scene. Incredible stunt casting of that cheating ass horse from the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> former jerk of the week. <laughs> Your former jerk of the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, this movie just casually in the first act has him riding a horse down the street and shooting people in the face. Can you imagine Eric Berry watching this and just screaming at the theater, See, I told you what they could do. Just throws his popcorn down and walks <laughs> to the usher. Like my buddy back. <laughs> that horse away from me, bro. Don't fuck with no horses, bro. Uh, like the fucking motorcycle scene. Oh, the motorcycle scene was really... It reminded so... me of uh, Dark Knight. If... Because, like, you could ask yourself, hey, why wouldn't the guys on motorcycles have guns instead of swords? They could have killed them. But also, fuck yourself. 21-foot rule, dude. Like, like they were so close to him. Like, of course. A lot of the questions this movie could be answered with, because it looks fucking sick. Yeah. Why? Like, why does they just have a room full of mirrors? Because it looks fucking sick. That's that's all you need to know. Yeah. Everyone has magic gold coins that let you do assassin things. And it looks super cool. That's the world. We yeah. Play. Okay. And there's there's a whole lot of very obvious influences that they take certain scenes in the entire John Wick series from the mirror scenes from Enter the Dragon, the the scene with the revolvers that's from the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. The motorcycle scene reminds me of like it's almost like a cross between some of the Dark Knight and Mad Max, you know. And yeah, the entire thing yeah. is stolen from Fury and Road. There's a whole lot of uh, point blank in this. It's pretty obvious that they're taking some, and there's a whole lot of uh, John Woo. Whose man's is this? Back again. Uh, I mean, you can see the influences here. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're just kind of setting this stuff up. It happens to be tied together with a nice, neat little story. Uh, What's the next action scene we want to get to? Yeah, because, like, a lot of these action movies, especially ones Alex and I have been watching recently, are very cool fight scenes and then just words. At least this one is very cool fight scenes and weird-ass world-building going to, like, weird Russian fucking haunted houses. Looks like the Adams family lives there. <laughs> That's also a ballet-slash-wrestling studio. Like, yeah. It's... How much There's would a... you pay to stay at the Continental for a night? Oh, my God. Anything. I'd pay with my <laughs> life. Like, yeah, sure. You could just have everyone get texted out the information. Or we could have this weird switchboard room with all these people in it. Like, you don't need that. But it does. And I appreciate Are those that. suicide girls? That's the room that decides who gets cancelled on Twitter. <laughs> I think that might actually be my favorite thing you said so far. <laughs> Notice there's not a single black person in that room. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, so can we get... <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been desecrated because the black community ain't having no Bernie. 
It's canceled on Twitter. It's really good. They're all making constant. I'm sorry, he tweeted what? Put him he on the blackboard. He said that shit's gay when he was 14. Oh, you are out. Oh, raise it to 15 million. <laughs> A ninja's chasing on motorcycle. I'm assuming for lids. I'm assuming they're racing for <laughs> yeah, the of course. Right that you gotta get those yeah. lids, bro. <laughs> like, that would be... There are, like, three scenes that would be the standout scene in any movie. Like how Atomic Blonde has that one long fight scene. That would be that for a dozen different movies. But there are, like, three of them happen in the first act alone. They're just fucking waving kukris at him. <laughs> that first act is so fucking yeah. good. Like... Like, that first act, I was locked the fuck in. I'm like, alright, this rules. Like, they can't possibly do worse than this. And then the rest of the It definitely slows down for a bit. Yeah. But talk about putting your best foot forward. Oh, yeah. Man, that... God, I just want to watch that knife scene over and over and over and over again. Oh, yeah, that that knife scene was probably my favorite action scene in the movie. But there's also, uh, as the movie progresses... Uh, the invasion of the continental. I happen to like that quite a bit. That actually reminded me of what was the movie that you guys had me watch? Um, knock no, knock. No, 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 no. Think about it. I hope they serve beer in hell. No, no, no. There was no wait. <laughs> hold up. This is a good movie. It was that home invasion movie. Yeah, like I said. No, the home invasion movie. Yeah, I already said did, knock knock. Did we make him watch your next? Yeah, I, I think it was your next. Yeah, hang on. It was, let me look it up. Make sure that was the one. I can't think of any other good home invasion movies. So. Yeah, it w- yeah, it was your next. That's what it kind of made me think of, you know. But but like obviously in a different way. But it's just like they're picking them off one by one. I thought that was really cool. I I like seeing the concierge finally get involved too. Uh, I love when franchises like this, a couple movies in, give random side characters moments. Because you like that. were I, that part of like kind of waiting for Lance Reddick to to get in there, you know. When he walks out there with that gun, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. 100%. Exactly. 100%. There, at that point, I'm just super yeah, in. There's like a moment, right? I think it's the second movie where John Wick is cornered by Common, and he just puts his hand on the Continental, and that is effective. You know, that saves his life. And you, yeah. and it's the concierge who comes out there and says, don't you put your uh, gun on him because that would spill blood on Continental grounds. And you get the idea, do not fuck with this guy. And you never get to see it until this movie. And it feels like it's it's worth it. You know, they, I really feel the payoff now. So I was really happy he got a little bit of uh, attention there. Anyway, uh, John Wick also has to fight... What's this guy? Sisep Arif Rahman and Yayan Ruhian. Uh, <laughs> oh, you could just say Mad yeah, Dog. Yeah, let's just call him Mad Dog because... When I saw his face, which I recognized immediately, oh I sat up straight, my ears perked up like a dog hearing a cheese wrapper. I was beside myself with excitement. Because <laughs> he goes into that room, he fights those people, and then kind of zooms out as he walks up the stairs, and you see those two guys on either side. And I got so giddy. Because I spent the whole movie like, I wonder if they're going to have like a real big fight. Because, you know, they... By the way, all of their scenes where they just come out of the shadows and stab people in the mm-hmm. head. My god, this movie's so good. Like, there's this <laughs> brutal violence I keep forgetting about. Yeah. Like, oh, as yeah. he's walking up the stairs, you know, like, oh, fuck, this is happening. John Wick is going to fight the guys from the raid on, like, a $100 million grossing movie for the whole <laughs> world to see. Like, just... <sighs> movies are real good. Oh, yeah. 
I like that this movie has a lot more hand-to-hand fights than the first two. Yeah, for sure. That that like that was very welcome. Yeah. Like I even I, liked I like the scene where he's like fighting those dudes in the armor and like he keeps shooting at them and the bullets just don't do anything. So he's like, "Oh fuck, I have to use my hands." Like great facial acting in that yeah, scene. Yeah, he has to oh, figure yeah. out different ways to kill him. I I really like that. You know, one of the things, uh, Alex, I think you mentioned this on one of the other episodes, is that you sort of appreciate more hand-to-hand combat than you will with guns, because once you get to certain guns, you're just firing imaginary bullets at people. And I agree with that, and that's why I think this movie is better than the other two John Wicks, because there's so much more hand-to-hand combat. Oh yeah, like, I think John Wick wanted to do a good job of not, of keeping it interesting with the gunfights. But this was a very welcome, like, alright, so he gets a gun, it's got one bullet, so they're just gonna have to throw knives at each other, and he's just gonna stab this dude in the fucking eye, like, getting real down and dirty with it. the whole last fight with these three dudes, like, I, I mean, you get the gun stuff with that giant raid on the Continental, you get the best of both, and it, I love it so much, I love it with all my heart, this movie is my son and I love him. Yeah, I think I think this franchise is definitely at its best whenever he has to improvise in any way. Sometimes that's taking guns off dead people or like doing wacky shit with his guns, and sometimes it's I'm gonna be in a knife room and just stab people in the head repeatedly. So I will always love that he could shoot a guy eighteen times, he will always double tap right in the head. Oh yeah. Consistently every single time. And it always cracks me up because like, yeah, of course he would. <laughs> Those dudes get he, back he up. He always puts... That guy's in the raid. You don't, you don't not kill the mad dog. Yeah, trust me. He always puts one right in the engine, right in the computer. Uh, I, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like that. Um, and anyway, he uh, has to fight mad dog. And I, I like the fight with the mad dog and the other guy. Because the other guy has this little shit-eating grin the, the entire time. But mad dog's got this really serious face. And he's the one that, like, fucking... I saw the raid, dude. Do not fuck with that guy. They are also just super psychic. Like, they've been training their whole lives to be ninjas. Like, dude, that's fucking John Wick, man. Let's fucking do this. Like, I love that they're, like, you know, they're all professionals. They all work together. They all do the same job. They know who John Wick is. They're pretty psyched about it. Like, yeah, like we're, one of us is going to die here, but, like, it's, dude, that's fucking John Wick. He was the greatest, and then he left, and now he's back. I get to fight him with a knife. Yeah, it's if you're going to go cool. out, that's definitely how you want to go. Yeah, if if I leave this Earth anytime soon, I hope it's Keanu Reeves killing me with a samurai sword. Like, straight up. If y'all can make that happen for me, it'd be much appreciated. Boy, I, I had such a good memory of that fight scene. Anyway, I, I like the fight scene against uh, that bald guy. That dude has been in so many martial arts movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. And none of them have been seen in America, and it makes me yeah. so sad. Also, he was the host of Iron Chef America. And, but more importantly, that dude is so good. I loved his first scene where he's you know, like chopping up the food and speaking in the broken English. And she just puts down the coin and he just drops the act immediately. I like that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I don't know why I find that funny, but it's that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I just, that was good, yeah. Keep making these, keep getting these action movie stars... Give me Scott Atkins in part four, you cowards. <laughs> All I can think of of chapter two is, man, Common should have been Michael J. White. It really upsets me that it wasn't. That's a good point. Michael J. White needs to be in one of these movies on the big screen, desperately. Uh, oh, I'm sure that'll happen. Oh, I think I get Eco Uwes in this. I, I'd want him over Keanu Reeves sometimes. He must be busy with Mile 23. <laughs> did, did you say three? <laughs> <laughs> 
The number no one, next week's episode, the number 23. No wonder, I, no wonder I like triple threat so much. <laughs> okay. We're going to come back next week and Chris is going to be like, yeah, so I watched all 14 seasons of Three's Company. <laughs> Uh, so I actually happened to like the quote-unquote twist here, but uh, there was a scene uh, during the parlay scene, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, where uh, the, the guys. Oh yeah, that's what yeah, that that's been bugging me for a day. Yeah, really? That was uh, I thought that was kind of obvious. I have not seen those in a very pirate. long time. Yeah, as it turns out, He's those pirate lives those really don't hold up that well. Anyway, um, <laughs> I heard it. Thank I'm you. hoping I don't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, at one point, uh, he's like, oh, you really think you can hold on with the Continental? Well, we go beyond the high table. He's like, we are the high table. He's like, no, no, no. We are New York. And then the first thing I thought was not Gotti. It was Spider-Man. That's <laughs> You mess with one of us, you mess, with all you, mess with Spider- <laughs> you mess with all of us. You mess with all of us. Oh, man, what if Nickelback Hero played in this movie? <laughs> I was desperately hoping it would. Was there a post credit scene that's not directed towards Alex? I know he wouldn't find out. Fuck, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, didn't know I feel like we should mention that Ian McShane is good in, like, every movie. <laughs> he will take any script, and he's always oh, good at it. Oh, Totes I love his presence. Yeah. He's great. I love just the scene where he, they just come back in. Just bodies everywhere. They come in to grab more guns, and he's just sitting there sipping. And just kind of toast, like, yeah, good luck out there, guys. <laughs> Shit sounds fucked up there. <laughs> Let me turn on my music. Good luck. Don't die out there. Whew. Okay, so do we have any final thoughts on uh, John Wick 3? Anything that we forgot to mention? Anything that slipped through the cracks? I think that's about I, it. I mean, like I said, like, it ends the exact same place it starts, and yet the premise of Keanu Reeves and also Lawrence Fishburne's homeless army. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm absolutely there. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm, that's one of these things. Most trailer, most uh, trilogies or movie series in general, they get watered down by at least the third movie. This one's still going strong. I, uh, I got high hopes for part four. I'd say I got four, maybe a part five, but after that, like, you might be losing me at that point. But, you know, they'll have the Continental TV show spinoff or whatever. This will keep going for a while. Look, I'm a piggy and I love my slop, so I'm... I mean, keep, I'm, I, will, I will see in. part eights, nine, and ten in theaters regardless. Oh, I'm a big fan of do slop. Not, do not misunderstand <laughs> me. All right, uh, so for our next episode... Um, Parker brought up an idea for... I, I don't really want to see Brightburn. It's just... Something about it, just the idea just irritates me. So, I was thinking about this. I want to run it by you, Alex. You know Godzilla's coming out soon, right? There's Correct. technically one Godzilla movie I've been saving uh, just for this. How about the Roland yeah. Emmerich version? Alright, yeah, sure. let's go ahead and do that one. That's uh, our next episode. We'll see you next week.
That's the tea, sis. 